You're listening to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. Hello everyone and welcome back to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. I am your reader, Carmen. Oh, who me? That's classified. Classified, classified who? Witness protection program. What did you witness? Since when? I witnessed a crime. You are crime? So, so that I they... wove. So wait. <laughs> and so I'm you... protecting myself. I was going to say, you've relocated yourself to the same place. I'm a little uh, more to the left of the computer than usual. And, and you think, is that enough? <laughs> And I shaved my face. That's true. Okay. You did. Now you are unrecognizable, even to yourself. I was confused, but somebody was kind of standing in the right place. (laughs) Roughly the same shape. So I didn't ask a lot of questions. Yeah. We've seen you replaced by several clones at this point, so Mm -hmm. we've Contingency plans. Yeah. We no longer have an eye. I'm Tyler. I'm the crime weaver. And like that. (laughs) All that work. Undone. your, Your program ends. Um, I'm Gordy. I'm the Lord of Naps. Thank you, Maddie Miller. Because <laughs> I, cause I uh, reached for one on Discord because I didn't have one, and she came through. Maddie Miller's the hero we need. I feel like that's a contentious one. What? Like, I have believed you for every single one in the past, but I think that Cricket could give you a run for your money on that one. Yeah, Cricket Lord is the of Lord naps. of Naps. She's yeah. napping right now, actively. Ooh. Okay. How <laughs> about, now- okay, how about this? That... Cricket is welcome to challenge me. Mm-hmm. What am Cricket? If uh, if if that challenge succeeds, mm-hmm. then I am the embodiment of chaos. Thank you, K Fox the Great on Twitter. <laughs> also, Gordy. Yeah, that one I can believe. Yeah. Although Cricket could still challenge you to it. Well, she can only file one challenge per year, so <laughs> that's the rules. Take your pick, Cricket. Either way, I'm gonna win. <laughs> All right, so. We've been stuck in France for a while, and we're going to have to go back to France pretty soon. So I figured, let's leave Europe behind for Please. a Please. Please let us leave Europe. Let's get us like pretty far away from France. Maybe not as far away as possible. But... For our next fairy tale that we read on this show. Yeah. Yeah, Gordy, do you want to explain exactly what we're doing? I mean, we haven't for a while. That's it's true. worked out. We've been, we've been really lax <laughs> but about we, that. But we should. Yeah, we're going to. Carmen's going to read a fairy weird fairy tale to me and Tyler that we've never heard before and we're going to just try and get through it and make sense of it. You'll you'll pick it up as we go. It's not hard. <laughs> yeah. We're not that clever. <laughs> we're not mired in uh things. Things. <laughs> we're not mired we're in not, things. We're not mired in intellect. That one. <laughs> Thank you, Gordy. We're not mired in a mystery. Sure. There we go. It's not the word I was looking for, but that one's gone. But it's the one that came out. <laughs> so I'm mired so in mystery, but it's a mystery that only affects me. Anyway, we're going to Japan. Okay. Japan. As long as it's not Australia, because I don't know if you guys heard, but the birds have fire down there now. You did tell us that. We can avoid that for a while. Actually, I don't think we've been to Australia at all. Have we never? I think really? that might be a gap in our I mean, I personally have been to Australia. Well, I understand why, because the birds have fire. Right. They've been burning all the folklore before it can reach us. Uh, Anyway, we are going to Japan at the suggestion of Ash, who wanted us to read The Boy Who Drew Cats, originally titled The Artist of Cats. It sounds very innocent. It does. (laughs) It sounds whimsical, even. Even. I don't know that we have had a whimsical story. For a while. At least for a while. I don't know if we've ever had a truly whimsical one. I feel like every story we've had from Japan has featured whimsy of some kind. That's true. Like the the woman who laughs all the time while throwing trees. Yeah. Or the other one who like the, lets the a lot of people. The dumpling lady who went to hell. And she laughed all the time. Yeah. And then there was the, the first one we met who uh, left a wake of dead bodies in her path. Speaking of, I'm going to bring back a quick segment. Sure. I'm going to call that there's a boat in this story. Oh, interesting. It's been a while. Boat watch. It's been a while since my boat alarm went off, but I <laughs> but I feel like there's a boat. Maybe it's because Japan's on an island. There's a, there's are, a higher they chance. Have a, they have a high propensity for boats, Yeah, but the boat alarm just went off. So 
What do you get if you're right about boats? Nothing. Satisfaction. What Just happens the, if you're wrong about boats? Nothing. Shame. Dissatisfaction. <laughs> nothing. The stats edge in one direction or the other. All right. Well, um, it's this I, put it on, I put it on my resume. It's the phantom pain of not seeing a boat. And if it goes down too far, I get fired. Like zero days since wrong about boat trends. <laughs> boat presence and story. He's got to erase the whiteboard behind him. Uh, so this is an 1898 translation from our friend Lafkadi O'Hearn. Thank you. From T. Hasegawa's Japanese fairy tale series. And this particular version is sourced from Sir Laloon. So thank you, Ash, for the suggestion. And uh, I believe we have an executive producer of this episode. We do. Tyler, the master of Patreon. This one's going out to Izzy. As we know you on Discord. Yeah, Izzy Crimson on Discord. Which is a good name. What's Izzy's Arn Thompson type? Arn Thompson type 449, the Czar's dog. And why? Uh, Russian dog. Russian dog, (laughs) because you speak and translate Russian. And and you have a very good dog. You've posted pictures of your very good dog. All right. Well, thank you, Izzy, for sponsoring this episode and also for all the pictures of your very good dog. And if you would like to sponsor an episode and see pictures of very good dogs, you can always find us on Patreon. So are you two ready for the story? Let's see some cats. Let's go. What if I say no? Well, too bad. This this is basically MST3K of folklore, so you're strapped in. That was a rhetorical question. All right. The Boy Who Drew Cats Long ago, in a small country village in Japan, there was a poor farmer and his wife, and they were good people, just so you know. Poor, it's good. Nice, it's nice to start off that way. Right. I can, like, that's a setting, rural Japan, poor, good people. Like, that's that's a that's an opening shot, right? That's a Kurosawa movie. Some poor, that's good people. That, that is many Kurosawa <laughs> movies. That is, we're watching Seven Samurai. <laughs> Poor good people. Although the opening shot, I think, is is Toshiro Mifune. About Yojimbo. There's poor good people in that. That's got Toshiro Mifune, too. <laughs> they had many children, and they found it hard to feed them all. But the eldest son was strong enough that he could help his father when he was only 14 years old, and the little girls helped their mother as soon as they could walk. Whoa. So they're getting a kind of a jump. Yeah. And he's waiting until he's 14. Yeah, he just lazed about while his toddler sisters took care of him. I would love to have no responsibilities until I was 14. <laughs> no chores, no homework. How do you get out of it? Boy. Boy. That, that doesn't make sense. Oldest boy. He was, he was configured uh, correctly. Well, I shouldn't say correctly. <laughs> I sh- he was configured privileged. Opportunely. Privilegedly. <laughs> Correctly is the wrong word. Yes. Correctly yeah. if you want to do nothing until you're 14. <laughs> if, that, if that's your goal. The youngest son, however, was not fit for hard work. Uh, he was very clever, but he was weak and small, and everyone, like all the doctors and whoever looked at him, were like, this kid's not going to grow up for muscles. He's the Loki of their sons. Yeah. They've is, got... this a, is this a, a trickster story? Uh, you'll find out. Youngest son... Youngest trickster son. Yeah. The- well, it stars a wimpo. A what? A wimpo. Yeah. And those usually are tricky, tricky kids. A wimpo. <laughs> yeah. Is that just slang for a wimp? Yeah. Okay. I don't know if you were invoking some 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 technical term that I wasn't aware of. Yeah, it means gangly little kid. Gangly little kid. I knew a few of them. <laughs> I was one of them. I was. I was one of them. What tricks did you guys play? I've always um, been a fat kid. We pretend- We're just there for laughs. We pretended to kill our friend Mina and drag her off behind some buildings in front of a cop. <laughs> is, that a good, is that a good trick? What's the trick? Uh, we didn't she, get arrested. She wasn't dead. I think that's more of a feat than a trick. We got. She got back up afterwards, and that's... Cool, cool, cool. And that's um, fine, I guess. I don't remember like tricks that I played. Good tricks. I don't know that we played tricks so much as we just sort of sowed general confusion. <laughs> um, I guess that's a trick in and of itself. <laughs> sort of a trick of sort of a trick of light, maybe. <laughs> if you think about it, is that really what you saw? Did you really see right, yeah. Mina getting killed? 
know. And that, you only thought you did. That buys you enough time to steal like eight candy bars. I and tried to trick people into thinking I was a wild animal by taping construction <laughs> paper to my face and then acting out as a wild animal on the bus rides home. Did they believe it? Did they sit with you? They did not mess with me. So I, chances are good they thought there was an animal in the back of the bus. That's true. Because a kid wearing construction paper on her face would get bullied but a jaguar will be avoided. I I was tricked as a kid. Does that count? Yeah, no one is going to pull a jaguar's underwear over their head. But they will pull tape construction paper faces underwear. Over I might head. if I could find a jaguar's underwear. I'm not sure where you even go for that. Well, you're a bold character. I mean, would you would you not like give it a shot? No. no. Not no. me. How well do I know this jaguar? You don't. It's in the back of the bus. It's but, like I, stoop but I've never met this jaguar. Not no. once. But it's on a school bus. Yeah. It yeah. must go to school. Yeah. Yesterday it was an elephant. Today it's a jaguar. Mm. <laughs> it's, it's a chameleon. Mm. <laughs> you don't know did what I, it's going to be Did tomorrow. I observe where the underwear was on the elephant? But there's a 90% chance it'll be a big cat. <laughs> nah. Makes it harder, yeah. Does it count if I was tricked as a child? If you were tricked? Yeah. It depends on the trick. Was, w- it, a, was it a smaller, ganglier kid? <laughs> I was tricked in preschool by the love of my life, uh-huh. who was one, one half of a pair of identical twins. Yeah. Uh, and I was you got tricked. The fake out. I was sort of tricked by both of them. I don't think they meant to, <laughs> but like kids kind of look the same anyway. Right. And when they're identical twins, especially so. Yeah. Um, and maybe I had some face blindness at the time, but I didn't know which one I had a crush on. Okay. But it was one of them, but I couldn't tell which one. How gangly. Was I or were they? Were they? Well, like in relation to you. Yeah. They were Korean. That's all I could tell you about them. That's a unique problem to have. <laughs> <laughs> at at age three or four. Uh, yeah. yeah. It <laughs> It is a unique problem to have. You are correct. Do you still pine for this, the love of your life? I wonder what happened to her. Every once in a while, I'm like, I wonder what happened to them. And if they're still playing tricks. Maybe they're still maybe they're still juking out preschoolers. <laughs> <laughs> with their I- identical twinness. Okay. Anyway. So, he's a gangle boy, and his parents thought maybe he's better fit for a priesthood than a farmer life. Because mm-hmm. uh, they don't have to do a lot of heavy lifting in a temple. So they took him to a temple. It's funny how faith is directly proportional to your not muscles. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that weird? If, if you have good muscles, your faith is in the grounded potatoes and things. <laughs> yeah. But if if you are scraggly, then your faith is in the sky. Yeah. There must be an example of a muscle cleric somewhere. <laughs> I'm going to be on the lookout for one. Uh, So they took him to the temple to see if they'd take him in as an acolyte. The old priest there spoke very kindly and asked him some hard questions, to which the boy gave such clever answers that he immediately earned his place in the temple as an acolyte. Not to conflate religions, but has there ever been like a diesel pope? (laughs) Uh, Pope Urban VII, I think, was pretty stacked. Yeah, swole. He was reportedly, yeah. Did squats, never skipped leg day. That was was actually a lot of his papacy. Mm Mm-hmm. Was uh was was gym time. Uh, so the boy learned quickly, and he was very obedient. But he did have one kind of major fault. Any guesses? He expanded the papal territory by force of arms and advantageous politicking. I'm more concerned about the force of arms, mm-hmm. which I think is a reference to his um his his sort of jacked state. <laughs> is this your your guess for this boy's fault? This what? boy's fault. It's like just like a propensity to like just like chill with the cats. I'm talking about Pope Urban. Oh, the eighth, not the seventh. Yeah, the seventh was another wimpy Wrong, boy. Pope. Im- important Wrong distinction. Pope Urban. Mm. Egg on my face. <laughs> Pope Urban the seventh uh, had the shortest <laughs> papacy history, in history at twelve days, so he was probably not very ripped or in good health or something. Or maybe he was so ripped he ripped his way out of the papacy. <laughs> I don't know. We'll find out. Keep going. Uh, His one fault was that he liked to draw cats during study hours, and he liked to draw cats where cats ought not to have been drawn at all. What does that mean? I'm leaving that one up to you, Tyler. Fill in that hole. Because Gordy's not paying attention, so you're on your own for this Where did he draw cats? On his teacher's belly. All right. That's one. (laughs) With 
with a permanent marker. Yep. Yeah, he got malaria and died. He was maybe maybe not the the muscle bound pope I had hoped. Yeah, if you have a lot of muscles, you're impervious to malaria. Yeah, is malaria a muscle through. disease? You can, <laughs> you can punch the mosquitoes away. Where do you think this boy drew cats, Gordy? Um, you said on his teacher's belly. Yeah. On the underside of the earth. Cool. Yeah, all the places where cats ought not to be drawn. Just like cave paintings of cats. On his driver's license. He drew cats whenever he was alone. He drew them on the margins of the priest's books, on the screens of the temple, on the walls, and on the pillars. This is a Seuss character. (laughs) Yeah, this is... This is set when? Uh, no timeline given. Is it in a is it in a public school like five years ago? It's a, a temple pre eighteen ninety eight. Oh, in Japan. Hmm. It's about a graffiti. Is this Banksy? Yeah. This is this is Japanese. Cat I mean, nobody Banksy. knows who Banksy is. <laughs> this was his his great 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 grandfather. The pre-Banksy? Yeah, the cat Banksy. Banksy. Ugh, I can't speak words. Gramsky. Persky. Persky. <laughs> Meowski. Murpsky. Uh, he was corrected many times by the priests, but nothing could stop him from drawing cats. Corrected like in his cat anatomy? No. like Is he good at drawing cats? Like, That's the first thing I want to know. Yeah, he rocks at cat drawings. It's the only thing he can draw. Like it's photorealistic. All, all of his people look like potatoes, but he can draw the crap out of a cat. Incredible shading. Yeah. It looks like the cat is there. Yeah. Mm. All done with... Like ink. And that's why his teacher doesn't like it. Because it looks like a cat is clinging to him all the time. <laughs> <laughs> On his belly. It's disturbing. <laughs> uh, so the boy re- couldn't really help it because he had w- what's called the genius of an artist. Which made him unfit to be an acolyte. Because he didn't spend the time studying. And acolytes have to study fairly constantly instead of drawing cats <gasps> on the walls. <laughs> compulsively mm-hmm. and so one day after he had finished drawing some rad cats on a screen the priest says to him very severely boy you must go away from this temple at once you will never make a good priest but you might make a good artist am i supposed to sympathize with the boy i mean he has ruined a temple because <laughs> i'm maybe i'm getting old but i but i am siding with the adults here that child should go if he cannot stop <clears throat> drawing cats on the temple yeah i think that they're that's fair. Like, if you can't keep your cat drawings to rice paper in your spare time, and it <laughs> draw, has to be draw pillars cats on during your own study time. time. Boy. How do you how do you treat a fixation like that? Um, you have to draw a lot of dogs to cancel them out. Yeah, dog plus cat equals void. <laughs> it just equals none. If you draw a dog over the cat, they cease to exist, unless you start a cartoon show. <laughs> That requires like a really deft hand. Yeah. To pull that one off. That's why there's only been the one. The one cartoon show about a dog and a cat sewn together. Yeah, because most of the time when you do that, it just whips out of existence. I'm just curious what these teachers' methods were for trying to get through to him. No, don't. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Because like, like, I don't know. Warnings. Well, like, why hasn't anyone just said why? <laughs> He's saying some. Or would you like some paper? Or t- like, yeah, take an interest. Like, why are you drawing all these cats? Maybe they What's had, up with this? Maybe they just had no paper, and he happily would have drawn them on paper if they had had any. I'm not concerned about the drawing. I'm concerned about the cats. Why? You're not yeah, concerned that he's drawing something. You yeah. don't know why it's always a cat. I understand drawing. <laughs> I yeah. like to do it, too. I get that. Right. Why is it always the same thing? Yeah, I drew a lot during study time also. But it was different things. Yeah, it was always various things. Even as a paper craft animal in the back of your bus, like it was cat-like, but it was different cats. It was different cats. There was a a lot of spotted cats, but it wasn't always cats either. Right. Just, Just most of the time. Yeah. Does this story end with him drawing an elephant? And is it you? (laughs) <laughs> is this your own origin story did you tricks us yeah this wasn't japan in 1898 this is you are a self-proclaimed gangly kid so i'm on the lookout for tricks <laughs> <laughs> i did actually read the story when i was a gangly kid and related to it really hard <laughs> that was one of my favorite folk tales 
as a young child. Mm-hmm. I can't I, imagine why. I did draw a lot of cats, and there's a lot of evidence in this in did a you... very incriminating unicorn binder that features a cat fan fiction of Titanic, a movie I was not allowed to see, so I just kind of filled in the gaps myself and cast all the main characters as cats. How did people react to you drawing cats? Um, mostly, like, that's good, dear. I'm just happy I wasn't doing drugs like all the other kids in my school. Maybe these temple people should be more grateful that he's not doing drugs. It's true. Did- if these temple people lived in a gang-infested area where the other options were kid who threw chairs at teacher, kid who brought in crowbar to show and tell, and kid who drew black eyes on himself with markers in order to get out of class. They would be like, all right, kid quietly sitting in the back, not actively breaking anybody or anything in this room, just drawing cats. Yeah, we like that kid. That's a good kid. (laughs) Did you feel persecuted as a young kid? No, I didn't really pay attention to a lot of things as a young kid. Because of the cats. (laughs) Like, I was friends with a lot of these troubled kids, and unbeknownst to me, I was their only friend because I didn't pay enough attention to the trouble that they were causing (laughs) to have any judgments about them. I don't know if that's friendship, and I also feel like we're getting off track now. Anyway, um... Yeah, so the priest kicks him out of the temple but gives him one piece of advice before he goes off alone in the world and tells him, don't ever forget this. Avoid large places at night. Keep to small. Keep to small. Yep. What does that mean? Stick to the the little places. Keep to small. Eight by ten glossy cats. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, you're never going to sell the big pieces. You're going to have to lug those around in your portfolio for years and years. No one's going to want to part with the money for them. Give them little cats so they can shove in a corner somewhere. And forget about it. Yeah. So the boy couldn't make any more sense of these words than Gordy just did. Um, the th- He thought through it while he was packing up his clothes to leave, but it, just, it wasn't any clearer by the time he left. And he was too afraid to say anything to the priest except goodbye. It's about as much time as you should spend ruminating on anything. <laughs> clothes packing? Time? The time between being told it and packing something. <laughs> And if you haven't figured it out by then, it's just lost to you. <laughs> you have you have your time better spent elsewhere. Yeah, if they can't be bothered to make themselves more clear in the first place, um, you might as well be drawing cats. That's a lot of time he could have been drawing cats. It's true. And was thinking about these dumb words instead that aren't even cat-shaped. <laughs> Maybe all words that enter his head kind of form a cat. <laughs> I was long? just picturing that. Like, he's like... He's visualizing words, but they're grow- they're he's, growing like ears and whiskers and a tail. He's designing a cat-based <laughs> font in his head all the time. And that's why he didn't hear the corrections, because all the corrections turned into more cats as inspiration for more cat drawings. All the H's have little socks on them. It's just like fractals of cats in his brain. The cats remind him of other cats, which remind him of more cats. It's just cats all the way down in his head. It's like that that YouTube video with the the barking pomeranians that like steps in and makes more of them. <laughs> that, that horrifying surrealist YouTube video, except it's all cats. And a man's brain. All right, so he left the temple sorrowfully, not sure what to do with his life at this point. He could go home, but then his father would punish him for his disobedience, and that seemed like a bad option. And also. I guess this cat drawing thing, this is not mentioned in the story, but it seems like this is a post-temple problem. Like, it's not mentioned. He didn't do it before he got there? It's not mentioned as being an issue at the farm. Like, they weren't like, this boy's too scrawny to plow and also our house is covered in cat drawings. Maybe we should send him to a priest. Our fields are shaped like cats. Somehow all of the fruit we grow grows in cat shape and has did some more he, cats drawn on it. Did this issue start when he went to the temple? That's kind of my impression. Because, yeah, it seems like his parents might have sent him away before they did. Like it might have been mentioned at some point in the characterization of this child. So this came if from I, on high. If I were, if I were describing Divine a child... To somebody, and their two characteristics were they are scrawny, and this child cannot stop drawing cats <laughs> everywhere, no matter what they do. I would probably lead with with the latter. Probably, um, 
Yeah, so he he feels like going home is a bad option, and then he remembers a big temple at the next village, which is only about twelve miles off, and thinks, well, maybe they'll take him and him in for an acolyte. So he'll just like temple hop. <clears throat> the problem was the temple. Yeah. Something about it, <laughs> he just couldn't shake cats out of his head. Maybe he was on like a ley line or something. Crickets on a ley line. A cat shaped ley line. Is this is this does this take place on the island of cats in Japan? Um, I mean, it might become the island of cats in Japan. Mm. It doesn't tell us exactly where it is, so we can place it wherever we want. Uh, what the boy didn't know was that that particular temple had been closed up because a goblin had frightened the priests away and taken possession of the place. A goblin. I feel like if priests can't deal with the goblin, who can? Right. Beefy muscle witch. Did we talk about muscle witches already? Yeah, we in have, this like, show. Yeah, yes. I'm pretty sure we've discussed muscle witches. Before. Yeah, they're a thing. Yeah, we've we've met a muscle witch. <clears throat> she took trees with her across an ocean. Mm. Um, brave warriors had gone to the temple at night to try and kill it, but were never seen alive again. So I don't know. Maybe try and go in the day. Or maybe they signed up with them. Or that. Yeah. Maybe the goblin's really good at convincing people. To live the goblin life. He's got his own sweet religion. Goblinism. <laughs> that he needed a temple for. So, since no one had thought to relay this information to some random kid, uh, the boy didn't know any of it, so he went off, hoping for kind treatment from the priests over there, and maybe a little more There's no understanding s- of his cat needs. This seems like a failing on the town. Uh-huh. Like, there's the no signage. <laughs> like, beware goblin. Yeah, about this situation. Like, like yeah. what if, like, I... This kid who's just mumbling about cats to himself walking through town. I understand no one wants to approach him, but like if someone else comes into town and is like, I'm going to head to that temple, no one stops them. Well, it's not in this town, not in the town that he lives in. It's in a town 12 miles away. I thought he was already there. No, he's wandering in that direction. Is he Ah. the goblin? What? (laughs) (laughs) Just getting out ahead of it if it turns out he was the goblin the whole time. Like Gordy can be like, I called it. You should take that strategy more where you just like guess all the things. Okay. Well, boat and he's the goblin the whole time. Okay. Uh, so we got to the 12 mile way village after dark and all the people in the village were already in beds, but he did see the big temple on the hill and it had a light on. So I figured it was <laughs> a catless temple. Cool to go to. <laughs> a a non desecrated temple. Finally, peace for my weary mind. Desecrated is the wrong word. Defaced. Yeah. He's going to deface it, not desecrate it. Catsecrate it. Catsecrate it? No. Cats in the cradle and the silver spoon. (laughs) Um, So the people who tell this story say that the goblin used to make that light in order to tempt lonely travelers to ask for shelter. But who knows? Because that's just what the people who tell this story say. It's just a guess. An educated guess. So the boy goes up to the door and knocks and hears no sound. So he keeps knocking, but no one comes. At some point, does he start meowing? <laughs> He's always meowing in his head. Like an alley cat yeah. in the middle of the night. Yeah, yowling. Uh, he pushes gently at the door and is glad to find that it's not locked. He goes in. There's a lamp burning, but there's no priest around. So he figures someone's going to come soon because they heard a door open. And he sits down and waits. Then he noticed that the whole temple is gray with dust and thickly spun with cobwebs. Just a free temple to cat up. <laughs> Whatever he wants to do to it. Uh, instead of like the logical conclusion from this, he figures that this ups his chances to get acolyte position since they obviously need somebody. <laughs> they seem short-staffed. <laughs> Lots of room for advancement here. <laughs> Not a lot of competition. <clears throat> he, has, he wonders how they let things get this dusty, but then he saw something that completely distracted him from considering the dust in his future position as an acolyte. Was it cat-shaped? It was very pleasing. It was big white screens, good to paint cats upon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this child does come to does, me, my does have an issue of some kind. <laughs> yeah, when, when the first thing, uh, the first flat surface you see is, that's good to paint cats upon. He just starts biting his lip and sweating. <laughs> <laughs> there could be cats all over that fucking thing. <laughs> and there's not so, yet. Though he was very tired from his 12-mile journey, which was a lot of miles to walk in a day, he looked at once for the writing box, for some kind of writing box, found one, he ground up some ink, and he began to paint cats. Hands aren't tired. They're ready to make cats. (laughs) 
brain doesn't grand- need to be involved. Feet don't need to be involved. He's been tracing cats on his leg while he walks all day. <laughs> he ground up his own ink, too. So he's like improvising materials there in this ruined temple. He found some kind of writing box hanging oh, around. So okay. I guess Gerblins don't write. Uh, so he painted a great many cats upon the screen, and then he began to get very sleepy. Is this going to become a, like a tourist trap? He almost went to sleep by one of the screens when he remembered the priest's warning about avoiding large places at night. He realized exactly how large this dusty temple was and how very alone he was, and for the first time on his journey, he began to feel a little afraid. He searched around, found a little cabinet with a sliding door, and said, Yeah. <laughs> the first time any thought other than painting cats had entered his mind. He'd gotten the cats out for the night. He's met his cat quota. He's come up for air. <laughs> And there was one thought waiting for him, which was, you're in danger, <laughs> Immediate danger, fear. Will Robinson, get out of there. <laughs> I'm very curious how the plots of Draws Cats and Goblin intersect. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm waiting for, <laughs> unless, again, he is the goblin. So he goes to sleep inside of the cabinet, and very late in the night, he awakes to the horrible noises of fighting and screaming. His goblin condition is triggered by large spaces. Mm-hmm. At night. It's too dreadful a noise to even look out through the chink in the little cabinet, so he just lays very still and holds his breath. The light had been in the temple, uh, went out. He meows nervously. And the awful sounds continued and got worse, and all of the temple shook with the fighting. After a long time, silence came, but the boy was still too afraid to move, and he stayed put until the light of the morning sun shone through the chinks of the door in the cabinet. Then he got out very cautiously and looked around. The first thing he saw was that the entire temple floor was covered with blood. The whole thing. Yes, all of it. A river. Good to paint cats with. <laughs> Everyone's favorite cat, red cat. Rusty brown cat. <laughs> Depending on how old it is. It doesn't stay red for very long. Then he saw, dead in the middle of the floor, an enormous goblin rat, bigger than a cow. Goblin rat. Going to Google goblin rat real quick. He couldn't see any man or other creature who could have killed it, but then he noticed that his drawings of the cats on the wall all had their mouths and claws red and wet with blood. Magic cat doodles. Then he knew that the goblin had been killed by his his art cats, and he also finally understood the priest's warning about why big spaces are bad. Because they have goblins in them? <laughs> I guess so. I guess all large spaces are like <laughs> goblin magnets. Never go to a city chock full of goblins oh you're fine in the city so long as everything's really crowded you don't want to be in a large open space can't give them the the space to maneuver around farms are overrun by goblins basically yes are his is his family dead maybe it's like large enclosed spaces like so specific yeah (laughs) it is it's like he's only talking about a temple that that this kid is immediately gonna go to which maybe he should have just said don't go to that temple. That one has a goblin in it. Choose any other one. Um, like any other building to be in. After that, the boy became a very famous artist, and some of the cats which he drew are still shown to travelers in Japan today. The end. To ward off goblins? Oof. I, their goblin powers aren't even mentioned. He's just so good an artist that his cats come to life and kill goblins for him. But he is only a cat artist. Again, the only thing he can draw. You'd think he would want to branch out eventually. Like get sick of cats? Maybe I mean, like we did we did touch on this, but it does strike me again that I don't know how many cats I could draw in a row before I got tired of drawing cats. I think maybe five. <laughs> Five like, as, as the Gordy cat Like threshold. in a row, not like five total cats in my life, but like more than five in a row without drawing something else, I think I'd start to lose interest in the cat drawing. Gordy's, a- Gordy's got five cats in his chamber until he has to crunch down to the Tootsie Roll Center. <laughs> I gotta reload. <laughs> Maybe that's a fun game we can play. Like how many cats can each of us draw before we're just sick of it? Is that a good game? I think exactly one for me. One you couldn't. I, I you couldn't don't do like to one. draw cats. <laughs> well, strangely enough, I'm not actually a big fan of drawing cats either. Well, how okay? How detailed a cat? As 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 lifelike as you need for it to kill a goblin. 
Uh, this might be a competition between the three of us that you would win. I think I could draw five like cat doodles. Yeah. Like very, very cartoony cat doodles. I'm saying I don't even want to do that. Really? <laughs> My threshold is one cat. I have both of you are artists. Yeah. I have the most cat drawing tolerance of the three of us. Yeah. Is what it sounds like. Yeah. That can't be true. I mean, I might be able to draw more than five cats in a sitting. I'm just not going to like it. I mean, I wouldn't like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I wouldn't enjoy it. I think I think I could do five cats before it became like a real chore. <laughs> My threshold might be three cats. Three. I mean, I, I'm I'm estimating I've never drawn five cats in a row. <laughs> and I love I love cats and I love drawing and I don't know why I don't like drawing cats, but I... Like, I have one cat picture in my portfolio. It's too much of a good thing. Cats yeah, and drawing at once. down on it. Yeah, it's too saccharine. It's like chocolate injected with more chocolate. It's yeah. also because their skulls are weird. Pregnant chocolate. Like, the angle of their, their noses yeah. is a little odd and difficult to get quite right. I mean, no one said they were good cat drawings. It could like be it, Garfield five times. Yeah, like it could it could be a circle with triangles on top and, and dots and a little like fish symbol for the nose. I absolutely don't want to draw Garfield five times. <laughs> I don't want to draw Garfield once. Yeah. yeah I don't... It depends on the cat. How good of a cat are we talking? Heathcliff. That's fine. I could do two Heathcliffs. Felix the... Felix? That cat is Heathcliff because I I think the other orange, the one, one that isn't Garfield. <laughs> yeah. Okay, because Heathcliff for me pulls up a like one of the Bronte sisters characters. Oh. <laughs> and that was a terrible book. No, there's another like Sunday Funnies cat who is orange and sardonic, and it's Heathcliff. Well, Heathcliff is a good name for it. Is that cat also in love with its cousin? It loves bubblegum. It's like a cousin. <laughs> it is in love with its cousin. That's I the other. That was normal. That's the other. <laughs> normal is in love with its cousin. Yeah, that's the other <laughs> plot plot line. What is Normal's relationship? I don't know. <laughs> I don't. It's that's Garfield, right? Normal and Garfield have but some connection. They are connected. I don't know how. Are they friends? Related. No, I don't they're know. enemies. Does Garfield have friends? I don't know if Normal Garfield. lives on the same street or what. Garfield hates Normal. Normal shows up every now and then. But Garfield uh, hates everybody. Garfield hates everything. And everybody. Garfield hates himself. Maybe Garfield just needs to be socialized more. <laughs> can you do that? You can do it for dogs. This isn't really a pet care podcast. <laughs> Especially not for fictional cartoon <laughs> animals. I'm not here to diagnose Garfield. <laughs> though, I am, though I am interested. That cat has something wrong with him. Other other than just like an <laughs> extreme marketability, I just uh, I just thought we should consider other famously drawn cats. Yeah, I'm I'm less concerned with like, with like my own tolerance for it because I'm I'm not the subject of this story. Yeah, which famously um, drawn cats do you think would be most likely to defeat a goblin rat? Not Garfield. Um, not Garfield. I don't know much about Heathcliff. Felix should consider themselves roughly equivalent. Felix, okay. Felix also doesn't seem like a good candidate no. for killing a goblin. Um, I feel like Felix might have done that. I could see normal killing <laughs> or, or a, goblin. a goblin-shaped thing. Felix killing a goblin-shaped thing, or at least contesting with in a tricky, gangly way. You think so? <laughs> What, I mean, what other what other like famous cartoon cats or or not cartoon cats? Okay, well, no, I like this. Let's <laughs> do, do let's assemble our our fictional cat squad. Do they have to be <laughs> task force for taking out goblins? To be, do they have to be cartoons? Yes, they have to be drawn. Voltron. Uh, let's see. We got Sylvester. Wait, Voltron's the wrong one. Nope. Thundercats. You did no. Well, Voltron is a big robot lion. Technically, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we. we I'll give you that one. Are we breaking away from House Cat? Cat. I'm going with Thundercats. All of them. Any any Thundercat I think could take on a goblin. Famous cartoon cats. The top three are Garfield, Simba, and Tigger. (laughs) Tigger, I think, would fuck a goblin right up. And Tigger's a good pull. Sylvester, I think, would fail at it. The Cheshire Cat would probably do some cool, mad things. I think the or Cheshire Cat might be on the goblin's yeah. side. 
That is, that is a 50-50 coin flip. I think the Cheshire Cat is on both sides, depending on who's winning at the time. Keep going. This is uh, good. This is good radio. Yeah, famous cartoon cats that we know. What Hello Kitty. Of- Could Hello Kitty screw up a goblin? Hello Kitty has home field advantage. That's true. Hello Kitty hails from the land of the rising sun. Asriel. She knows the turf. The cat named after the angel of death who features in the Smurfs. Fuck that cat. Did, wait, Asriel the angel of death is in the Smurfs? In cat. in cat form. <laughs> yeah, the angel. Gargamel's cat. The angel this is death news to me. A cat. I'm no Smurf aficionado. <laughs> If you if you would like put Azrael Angel of Death in a lineup of characters and ask me which one is in the Smurfs, <laughs> I would not have guessed that one. That would probably be last on my list. Uh, the Cat in a Hat. Yes. He would confuse a goblin. Cat in well, a Hat may be a day. goblin. Yeah, what are things one and two? I Go- feel like they're goblin kin. <laughs> they're goblin adjacent. <laughs> They're goblin kind. They're kobolds or yeah. something. <laughs> or something. <laughs> They're in that the same genus. They're blue woolly kobolds. <laughs> the scat cat from Aristocats, which is listed above any other Aristocat on this What's popular the, the on the famousest web. Aristocat. <laughs> the one the jazzy one. Jazz. Uh, the one from the Jungle Book. Bagheera. Bagheera. Cat with some dignity, right? How about Snagglepuss? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Why not? Thespian the, cat. The one the one from the this is not good anymore, there is a, right? There's the there is a right answer. To like which which is the cat yeah. that can kill a goblin yeah, 100% it's in his name. of the time. Top cat. Top cat. Best cat. <laughs> Top best cat. It's hard to argue. Uh I was gonna say another cat. Okay. <laughs> who I have lost now. It might have been a Disney cat. We got Tom from Tom and Jerry and Meowth. Nah. No, that Tom, Tom Tom is incompetent cat. Tom yeah. Tom the cat from Tom and Jerry is not uh, gonna do it. There's Oliver from Oliver and Company. Nope. And Figaro from uh Nope. No the Pinocchio. Eat, eating in a whale. Yep. I think Top Cat's a pretty good contender though. Top Cat's good. He wears a hat. He does. And a vest. Is it a top hat? He's No. No, it's like a turban. Yeah. Wait, what? A oh. turban? Yeah, in this picture of him, he's wearing like a turban. Oh, that's a weird, uh, I don't know. He usually wears like a fedora. <laughs> I got a turban picture too. <laughs> I don't know why that's the first Top Cat image on Google. <laughs> what? I never I see, watched I see this the regular, show. Like vest hat combo. I'm getting some vague memories of the top cat experience. There are a lot of cats in this never one. Never saw he, this. He's on the Trixie gangly side of things too. I'm surprised he's a, I've he's not a seen schemer. more deviant art fan art of this character. Of top this, cat. Yeah, this looks like a, a deviant art, like <laughs> <laughs> rich. Yeah, it's a rich environment. <laughs> like a playground for the deviant side of deviant art. Because look. Specifically because there's so many variants on the same cat character in this cast of cats, and that that follows kind of the the sonic formula. I want to add two more cats to my strike force. It's a it's going to be a three cat team for taking out goblins. Yeah, top cat commander. Yeah, obviously calling the shots. Yeah, top of the heap. Uh, his two uh agents that he can send out are the SWAT cats. Pretty good. They're ready for action. Pretty good team. I'm gonna go with. Voltron, the Sphinx, <laughs> the robot, the the robot Voltron, the Sphinx of Egypt, uh-huh. kind of a man cat, <laughs> and it's cat like, yeah. right? They're cat elements. I will say it is equally cat to the robot <laughs> that you picked, <laughs> right? If you're gonna bend the rules it has enough equal to give, levels of cat in it, if you're gonna bend the rules enough to give me Voltron. You got to give me the Sphinx, and I I will take I'll take Cricket as my third. Okay. As my third team member to balance out the other two. Yeah, that that does. <laughs> yeah, that's that's some min maxing. <laughs> this many points. Cricket's negative points because <laughs> she let a bird land on her head the one that one time. But you can use the remaining ones for robots. Carmen, go, do you have a fictional strike force? Yeah, I'm gonna go with the underdog team of. Tigger in command, Cheshire Cat as the wild card, okay. and Normal as the, like, you don't expect it, but Normal totally kicks ass. So a second wild card. <laughs> it's all wild you're, cards. You got, th- you got three Charlie Kellys. So your your balance is under God, underdog cat, 
wild card, wild card. <laughs> and just kind of hope for results. <laughs> like you're like three, you're banking hard on RNG. <laughs> three Charlie Kellys could totally take out a rat colon. <laughs> I mean, Charlie Kelly is is adept at killing rats. Do they have mittens on? The kittens? Yeah. What? Kitten this, mittens. Charlie That's Charlie for the Kelly. Stealth mission. Charlie Kelly from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia is established to be good at killing rats. <laughs> right. So three basically Charlie Kelly he, picks. For I, my strike force. I team. don't know what Charlie Kelly's relationship with goblins is like, <laughs> but that would be a good episode. Some kind of March Madness bracket somehow. What do we need to say about this story, actually? Oh yeah, we've got responsibilities beyond cat strike forces. I mean, I can't. There's. All right, boy went to temple and got probably his first access to paper and pen, and the first thing that triggered was the insatiable need to cover every surface with cats. Yeah. Now cats like they exist on farms. Yeah. But they're not a primary feature of farms. Kind of a luxury item. He's saying where would he have encountered a cat? I mean he probably encountered a cat. Why would he get that obsessed with cats? Like what was this event predestined? Was he born for cat drawing? To fend off goblins. Maybe. Well, maybe maybe once he was in a temple, like the temple needed fresh blood, like whatever gods are <laughs> upset about a goblin taking over one of their houses. Yeah. They needed fresh blood to be able to destroy the goblin. So this first new acolyte in the closest temple, they strike with the divine inspiration to just cover everything with cats. They needed to funnel this boy with magical cats. Right. So they just shoot every cat into his brain until like to keep himself together he has to draw them to just get them out or he will be overrun with cats yeah it'll just be cats up there he'll lose all function and it'll only be meowing his brain is tetris but cats (laughs) yeah and so he's got to clear the lines to get them out this gets him kicked out after a while and maybe same divine inspiration hits that priest, and he's like, "We gotta stop having walls covered in cats." And was this a temple like devoted to him keeping the cats out of his head? What is there? Is there like is he serving some kind of cosmic function? Yeah, like like the the gods are upset because a goblin's defaced one of their temples. Yeah, and they nearby need, they need someone with divine abilities to destroy this goblin so the the first fresh blood that enters their domain another temple a cat conduit they shove all the cats in just like pour cats into his brain i'll tell you one thing that first temple not a fucking goblin getting in there yeah (laughs) no goblins they are goblin proof that thing is impenetrable to goblin kind So, and then he gets kicked out and then divine inspiration. Because where would he have heard about this other temple 12 miles away? He lived on a farm. Maybe the temple he got kicked out of told him. Maybe. Mail. They got, maybe they <laughs> like got, a letter. maybe they got some mail one day. They got, like, the guy came by with the, with the brochures. It was like, hey, there's a temple 12 miles away. We deliver. You're in the zone. Maybe he could see it. 12, mile, see it. 12 miles is is a completely visible distance. <laughs> if you're at the top of a temple. I mean, it's not the, what, you get 22 miles? I'm saying he, he was he was up there, he was drawing cats in the nooks and crannies of the yeah. belfry. Saying, like, you can, I think... <laughs> cats in the belfry. I think in, like, flat, like, <clears throat> I know this is contentious, but, mm-hmm. like, like, you can see 22 miles until the Earth curves under the horizon. Well... And I know... This is this is by conventional science. I have the T-shirt. I'm all, like I'm all on board. I yeah, know I'm. I we're all suspicious, but the Earth's surface curves out of sight at a distance of 3.1 miles. That's our, what our visual acuity extends far beyond the horizon. If the Earth were flat, or you were standing atop a mountain surveying a larger than usual patch of the planet you could perceive bright lights hundreds of miles distant. On a dark night, you could even see a candle flame flickering up to 30 miles away. Where did I get 22 miles from? I don't know, but not livescience.com. <laughs> You're standing on like a flat plane. How far can you see? It is more than three miles. How far the human eye can see depends on how many particles of light or photons a distant object emits. No. 
Well, this temple is glistening. Well, because okay. the goblin wants treats. Whatever it is, you can see people it. treats. People treats. Uh, so given that depends on how many photons were we're up here. So, it, but it is yeah, within that moral... thirty mile range for a candle flame. So, if he is painting cats on the bells, because that's the only place where he doesn't get yelled at. Well, that's the moral. <laughs> it's of the, the only story. place left because he he has little muscles, and it took him a while to climb up there. It's kind of the moral of the story, right? Draw cats. It depends how many photons. <laughs> That's most stories, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It comes down to photons and electrons and That's neutrons the me- and stuff. That's the meaning of life, really, is how many photons. The answer is 42. But yeah. So the divine beings channeled cats into him until he went and drew them on a, on a thing. And as a reward, he was able to become a famous artist by exploring this very specific niche. And I mean, good for him because like, it does help to establish your your kind of visual voice pretty early on. Yeah. If it's a good one, like if you hit in a formula that works pretty early and you can create a portfolio that is consistent and predictable, people tend to like that. Trying to teach him how to draw after would have been insufferable. <laughs> like, and you should know this. Yeah. As a teacher yeah. of art. Like especially after he defeats a goblin with drawings of cats, like he's going to say, well, that's not my style. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I only draw cats this way. He's going to be the little bowl haircutted boy who comes into class first day and says, I already know how to do this, and then ignores you for the rest of the class. I draw this way. Yeah. And all his cats have their hands behind their backs, so he doesn't have to draw them. <laughs> <laughs> it's his style. Is that it? Is there anything else da- dangling? No. Like a cat toy? No. Like nah. a cat toy does? No. Nah. This priest totes knew about that goblin, but for whatever reason, maybe he was like hoping the, the kid would mm. get eaten. There were two outcomes, and he didn't care which one he got. <laughs> Either way, kid was, priest was kind of passive aggressive about his entire temple now being covered in cat drawings. Yeah. So instead of giving real information, he gives just enough information to assuage his guilty mind. But not quite enough information. To <laughs> I didn't guar- lie <laughs> to guarantee that this kid is not going to be a goblin snack. Yeah. Okay. Fine by me. Any other final points? No. To be made? I don't think so. I don't have one. Nah, I think we're good. Thank you, Ash, for suggesting this story. Thanks, Ash. Thank you, Ash. Thank you, Izzy, for being the executive producer of this episode. Thank, Thank you, Izzy. Thank you, Izzy. Thank you always, Doug. Thank you, Doug. Thank you, Doug. Thank you, patrons. Thank you, patrons. Thank you, all patrons. Thank you, Discord. <laughs> they, I mean, yeah, thanks, Discord. They you chimed make, in a bit. You make a good, oh, not like the service. <laughs> I mean, thank you, Discord, the service, because it's pretty good. Thank you, cats. Yeah. Thank you, cats. Thank you, John Waterbottle. Thank you, John Waterbottle. We love you, John Waterbottle. Thank you, Rolled Doll. Thank you, Rolled Doll. Thank you, The Neon. Thank you, The Neon. Thank you, Knives. Thank you, Knives. We're what the folklore, that's how it works. This has been What the Folklore. Thanks for listening to our show. If you have any feedback for us, you can leave it either by Gmail or Facebook. Our Gmail account is wtfolklore at gmail.com, and our Facebook page can be found at facebook.com slash wtfolklore. Feel free to send in stories if you have any particularly odd pieces of folklore or mythology that you would like to hear us talk about. Special thanks to the Brobdingnagian Bards for the use of their song Happily Ever After from their album Brobdingnagian Fairy Tales.